Sports with Katie Nolan is presented by Coors Light, the beer made to chill. Celebrate responsibly, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Watching Travis write down every time I curse has been very fun for me. Yeah, it's been an active pod so far. Sorry, I'm tired. Hello. I never can think of a word to, I wish I didn't sign myself up for this. Hello, gummy bears. Welcome to sports, the podcast that ends with a question mark, but starts with Ashley giving me a really dirty look. I'm Katie Nolan. She's Ashley. Hi. He's gone. Uh, and this is today's question. Jay, you'll be missed. Love you, brother. My question for you guys is, it starts like that. what is your either favorite or least favorite sports saying that's used out in the real world? Um, mine is... Uh, swinging for the fences used in pretty much any context. Okay, thanks. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Wait, I love you and I mean it too. I don't know your name now. So, as the new voicemail picker, oh, uh, there's a backstory. There is. I thought th- I I realized that the first half of this is messed up, but I thought it was a really good question. Uh-huh. But I put it in anyway. Okay, so let's. He sounds like a. Robert? A Robert. So let's call him Robert. Okay. Hey, Robert. Thank you for your question. Uh, Also love you, mean it. You didn't, you said favorite or least favorite and then didn't verify if swinging for the fences was your favorite or least favorite. It kind of sounded like it was like he hated it. Yeah. I thought that was what my takeaway too. But then when we just listened to it again, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe he loves it. Maybe he loves it. He's just a low, Robert, you know, Robert, he's just a low energy guy. Classic Robert voicemail. (laughs) um my least favorite is outkick your coverage mm. that's getting annoying it was like the first person who said it thought it was great and then someone named a blog after it which became a website and uh it's just people use it's like oh that woman's hotter than you are it's like yeah we're all hotter than men it's just we're, we're all allowed to wear makeup yeah we all sell yeah exactly like it's not <laughs> fair to dudes that women are hotter but it's at the same time not fair to us because then we yeah. have to put it on sometimes, except That's in right. quarantine. Except um, my favorite, I don't know. I kind of have made it a habit to use sports sayings in my daily life, even when they don't, like they're not common. You know what I mean? I've I uh, Thinking about this question, I was like, well, I always call things delay a game when somebody does something that's taking too much time. But it's not common. <laughs> it's not like a thing people say. But I call <laughs> penalties out in my, I'm like, high sticking. What are you doing? <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if I like any, any phrase that people say a lot gets annoying anyway. Mm. Do you have a favorite? I have a favorite. I have two answers for this, obviously. Uh, one is just the best phrase in existence, but I don't actually say it. And that's sticky wicket. Oh Um, God. (laughs) To describe a tough situation. We go, it's a real sticky wicket. You've never said that one. I haven't said it, but it brings me so much joy. It brings me joy. Can you start saying it? Sure. This podcast is a whole sticky wicket. (laughs) Um, But the one I say the the most is punt because it's like. Oh yeah. We're going to punt that way to just be like. It's a nice way to be like, we're not going to do that. Yeah, I I give up, but like strategically. Yeah, we're going to punt on that. I'm just going to punt on that. It also makes people feel less uh, precious about their ideas when you're like, yeah, 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 we had to punt on that. And they're just like, was it fourth down? I don't, all right. (laughs) We decided to, we punted. It just feels worse than like, we cut it out, we're not doing it. 
yeah. cunt just feels nicer. Yeah. But like then it also gonna... feels not nice when used in other contexts. Such as? Well, I can't say it. Oh. On the, it's a C word and then a punt. Travis is laughing. <laughs> Travis is like, is she really going to say it? But no, I'm not, Trav, because this is your first day here. Tech, well, it's technically like your seventh day here. Fifth, you've been on the podcast before. Yeah. Now he's like, here, here. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm back in the States from uh, Kiev. Yes, from <laughs> Kiev, where you were dipping Funyuns into pina coladas. Yes, your favorite, your favorite delicacy. Yeah, yeah. Parkour, parkour didn't work over there, so I had to come back. Oh, I didn't. Mm. I was wondering if it would translate. Yeah. No, it didn't work. Parkour. parkour in Russian actually means bison meat, so it's <laughs> would be difficult for you to go. I can see the challenges. <laughs> Ashley, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Uh, hey, Trav, might as well ask you while we have you here. Do you have a favorite sports phrase that's used in other contexts? Favorite for uh, par for the course, maybe. Oh, that's a mm-hmm. good one. I, I use that one so much I forget that's even a golf thing. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I'm really trying to think if I have a favorite. I do, but I'm telling. I'm like I'm thinking of specific situations where like Dan does something and then does another thing and then a third thing and I'm like, well, you hitting for the cycle? Like it has nothing to do with the act like it's not a phrase but it's i just like using sports terms to say funny stuff i'm a dummy so there's that thanks for your voicemail robert it was so good it's so good to hear from you it's been such a long time since we've heard your roberty voice um if you like robert have a question for us you can always leave a a voicemail my god it's you know that's why he didn't want to be identified he didn't want to associate his name with this podcast. I had a week off. Okay, it's 860-506-5571, but you know that because you have it saved in your phone. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. How are you're, you? You're, I'm good. Your skin is glowing. Mm, I think that's just the lamp. No. Yeah. Someone just knocked on my door. How are you? Uh, I'm good now. I'm better now. What does this mean? But I had a really, really, really bad week. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I've been like, in my head, I've been trying to figure out how I'm going to get through friendly banter slash the mental health check. You want to skip it? I would encourage you no, not to, but we can. No, I talked to, I talked to Steve about it um, because he, he was kind of like, are you going to address it or are you not going to address it? And I'm like, I don't I feel weird not to, um, but I don't know how to like bounce back from it. Uh so I'm just going to like speed through it really quick okay. and then bounce back. Um, right. You obviously know, Katie, we had to put our dog down last week. Um, it was the worst thing in the world. He was the best. I love him so much. It's the, it's honestly like I, I've had, you know, grandparents pass, um, but not somebody that I was like super close to. And it's like the most acute grief I've ever felt in my life and it is terrible. So everybody, please go out and hug your pups. Mm-hmm. Give them an extra special snug. We don't deserve dogs. They are such a gift. Um, so shouts to Indy. Shouts to Indy. He Forever. was the best. Um, and now we're going to move past it. Okay. And for, for anybody who's like going, like the pandemic in general, and like all the other things going on right now are really hard. And then if you have like a 
separate life thing happen on top of that, uh, it just is debilitating. It's like, it just knocks you on your ass and there's not like anything you can really do to cheer yourself up. Yeah. Unless it's, you know, talk about sports with your best friend on a podcast. Um, Do you want to do that? Yeah, I think we should. I think we should do that. Cool. I love you very much. I love you too. But you're right. The pandemic is like, it's setting our limit. Like we're already, the water's over our head already. That's the pandemic is like, we're already underwater. And then (laughs) anything bad on top of it, you're like, but I can't, at least before I thought I could like, (gasps) if I turned my head a certain way, I could get some air, but now I'm drowning. Yeah. And it's a lot. Yeah. A lot. Try to, you know, I've been trying to like give myself stuff to look forward to. Um, Yeah. You have vacation coming up. Yeah. Uh, And then I'm like, (laughs) And I'm like, like yeah. I'm like, after that, then what? I think it's yeah. gonna, I'm really underestimating, not to talk about my dog. I don't mean to do that, but. No, no, it's fine. I think it's I'm fine. underestimating how nice, how hard it's going to be to go back to not being able to open a door to let her outside. Yeah. From once we have that. And also yeah. her adjusting to like being like, what was that awesome house? Can we go back to that where I could run around all day? Um, Because she's not getting enough exercise because we're stuck. You know? Have you thought about uh, like a dog daycare situation at all? Just I, so she can go play with yeah, other when, dogs? Yeah, when I looked into it at first, it was too early in the pandemic and right. a lot of them were closed, but I do have to look back into it again. Yeah. we're um, Ray has a temperament test Ooh, uh, tomorrow. Fun. Do they She's, do letter grades or is it a pass-fail? I think it's just a pass-fail. Oh, well. So thanks. she goes and she spends two hours there and then if she passes, she's allowed to like well, it's good to know they do that because one of my main concerns is that like Myrtle started humping. I think I've told you this. She yeah. humps female dog. She is a female dog. It, I don't – apparently it's a dominance thing. I think she and Ray are going to go along. I think it's <laughs> like around other dogs, she's, like big dogs, she like is like, no, no, no. But then when she finds a dog that she's clearly bigger than, she's like, let me show this dog. I'm big. I don't know. So I'm glad there's a temperament test because I would worry that she would go to doggy daycare and then I'd get a phone call that's like, your dog is um, – very sexually active. No, I think, I mean, they've seen everything. They've seen all kinds of dogs and yeah. I, being around, it's like kids, like when they act out or do weird stuff, like you're like, Oh, ew, we don't teach them that. Yeah. I just realized yeah, like, how weird it would be as a parent to know that your kid did something weird. My first instinct would be like, I didn't teach him that. I don't know where he got that from. That's not an us thing. I don't know what's up. No. Um, so I think, I think you should. And there's obviously there's a lot of, there's a, giant scale of quality of places you know like so you yeah. can find one that that'll oh yeah i don't want to send her somewhere take precautions and yeah i remember like there was that one in that one place in jersey city we went to that was trash and we were like yeah. well we're never back there again but you can find you can find places that are good you know that what you just said makes me want to find a place less because now there's like an obstacle in between her going to the, you you saying i have to look at all the yelp reviews is making me want to die oh you would have anyways I know. That's why I'm so ADD and don't get things done. Today on the podcast, <laughs> uh, mental health check for me, I'm fine. It's uh, it's like a it's a fine week. I'm not good. I'm not bad. I was a little bit bad, but I'm okay now, I guess. Are you feeling better? Yeah. I got sick yesterday, which is so annoying because I'm like, had that happen earlier in the pandemic, figured it out. And now, and then uh, yesterday morning I woke up and I puked four times. I was like, what is, it was like hangover puking and I haven't drank in like 
I had the drink on uh, at Jay's thing, and I hadn't drank before that in like two months. Oh boy, I maybe that's. I know. I think my body's like, like, where's, where's the, the good stuff? stuff? Where's the stuff that helps? <laughs> uh, I just have to go to the grocery store or the liquor store, and I don't um, want to. It's oh. like that, that's how I bookend my day. It's like you wake up and you have coffee. And you drink. Wake up and drink. Food is just the vehicle and to get me from coffee drink. to alcohol. Like, I've been. Go- I go to the gym, Ashley. I take care of my health. Yeah, that's true. I you do exercise gym. a bit. I hit the gym. I've been hitting the gym a lot lately. <laughs> um. All right. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about sports. There's a lot of sports stuff that have happened. The hockey yeah. playoffs have started. Basketball is about to narrow it down and start their playoffs. Uh, college football is a fucking, what was your word? <laughs> mess. No. What was the, it's a real hustle bustle. Oh, it's sticky wicket. It's a real sticky wicket. Hustle I teed bustle. you up and you still forgot to say it. You still <sighs> didn't, you said mess. What was your word? Oh, you know what that. Ashley always says. That's a mess. I think about what I wrote in College football is a mess. Um, anyway, uh, college football is a mess. A real stinky wicket, as real they always say. Stinky winky. <laughs> Sounds like a butthole. That is not, it's a sticky wicket. Stinky From winky. cricket. I'm going to start saying stinky winky. How much oh, cricket are you like, watching, it Ashley? Like a <laughs> <I'm stinky laughs> well, that's stinky winky. Uh, so what's up? Who's playing and who's not? Big All Ten right, and Pac-12 so are postponing, correct? They are out. And they're, it's air quotes postponing. It's like they're yeah. hoping they'll be able to play in the spring. Right. And then Big 12, ACC, and SEC are like, mm, we're still going to play. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So there's a lot. There's so many. It's There's so many. So many Here's extra let's layers. Start, let's start by saying this. When it comes to college football, there are, it is, it's always been evident, but it's now incredibly evident that there are too many cooks in the kitchen. Like right. I read a sentence in an article that said something like, after the board of directors meeting, the athletic directors met. And it's like, too many directors. Yeah. That's why you can't pick a direction. Because there's so many people named director that have different meetings with each other. That's like, what's up? It's crazy that the only thing that all of the schools can agree on is that we're not going to pay the athletes. Like, <laughs> it's insane that the entire structure of, like, over-governance and overreach of the NCAA is all in terms of like keeping the students submissive, but it's yeah. not, doesn't work when it comes to like, Hey guys, there's a problem with a national health issue. They're like, well, our team's going to go this way and we're going to do it this way. It's like a, an institution that's always preaching about parity and how everybody has to be on an even playing field. And that's why you can't pay athletes because the bigger schools will be able to afford to pay them more. And then that'll become competitive in that way. Some schools are playing and some schools are not. How are you maintaining parity? How are you maintaining fairness for your athletes who are hoping to declare for a draft? If if the fall season happens and then the spring season ha- doesn't happen, or like if the fall season doesn't happen, do they get to try again when the spring season happens? And then if the spring season happens and it goes right into the, into the NFL draft, is that unfair for the kids who played in the fall? Like what's up? None of this makes any sense. And so it's kind of showing that like the NCAA has always been kind of bullish. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's not just, it's so tricky because it's like, they're not only in charge of the athletes because obviously these athletes are student athletes and they're students at universities. So like, 
how sick they may or may not get isn't just affecting their football teams. It's affecting the student bodies because as you know, they always tell us they're students first and athletes second. Like if they get sick traveling to an away game and then bring that back to the campus and go sit in classrooms and like contaminate all their classmates. It's like now all of a sudden that's the school's decision. Right. And it's like the NCAA can't have exclusive jurisdiction over that. And it's so evident that like, there is, like you said, there's too many cooks in the kitchen and there's no head chef. It's like, there's not one person who's making yeah, a, call. a whole bunch of line cooks, cooks. A whole yeah. bunch of sous chefs. So it's like, it's a disaster. It's like exactly like you said, it's, the players seem to want to play. So if you say, and we can talk about Trevor Lawrence in a little bit, but like, if you say this, these three conferences are playing and these two aren't like, are the players from the, the big 10 and the PAC 12, are they allowed then to transfer to the other schools without penalty? How does the portal work? How does the portal work? Is the portal open? I don't know. Yeah. If like, if, like you said, if the season doesn't work in the fall and they try and they play a certain amount of games, but then they have to stop and they want to continue it in the spring. Now you're asking these student athletes to play essentially two seasons to like train for two seasons. And then do they lose eligibility for a certain number of games because of how many they played in the fall? Like, well, it, and there's one team, I'd, it's one of the teams that isn't in a conference, but I don't think it's Liberty. I, one team is like, we're only going to play four games. And so it's like, Okay, so this one team's playing four games. These two conferences are going to play in the spring. These ones are playing in the fall, but they're only going to do like the nine and one, like conference and whatever. Mm -hmm. Do they play? Who? How are you judging them based on? Does the college football selection committee? Do they have to work year round to like? Yeah. When does the playoff? How, how does that work? Which one gets? Does the fall season or the spring season get the playoff? Like, what is? This isn't, this doesn't make sense. Like the <laughs> Red Sox can't just be like, we're going to play uh, in a couple months. Like it's not, it, it, those teams compete. Sure, they're in different conferences, but they're in the same league essentially. Like the, the fact that it isn't a league, I guess, is the issue. Is yeah. that it's just these independent conferences. And it's like, it's so illogical to me. And it doesn't make sense that like three conferences can just be like yeah we're gonna we're gonna go for it which even still feels like a jerry jones press conference in which he says that they're gonna play cowboys games and there's gonna be fans at games mm -hmm. it's just it seems like a delaying of an inevitable reversal it seems like every time somebody says we're gonna play i'm like yeah you just are too you're just late to the party where you realize you're not going to be able to right you're saying you're going to be able to play and i don't go well that's not fair they get to play in the fall they're not going to play in the fall Someone's going to get sick. Something's going to happen. We saw baseball is like kind of almost falling apart because of this. And that's a, that's a league with a central governing body. That's mm -hmm. all on the same page, even though one team doesn't have a stadium. Like that is, it, it's not going to work. So whenever no. I hear someone like, Oh, we're going to go ahead. It's like, no, that you also, how have they all gotten different information? Well, I don't think, I don't think they have, like, they must all have the same information and they're just reading different things out of it. Well, and you it wonder, you wonder if they have different information that if like the SEC has different doctors and those doctors told them something else. And if so, like, why aren't those doctors then talking to the other conferences? Well, I think one of the things people are looking for is transparency to be like, give me like a step-by-step -step thought process on how you came to this conclusion. But I think it's kind of a microcosm of our country 
in general at the moment and not to get too political, but like you would think everyone in the United States has the same information and people are handling that very differently. It's like, do you think we need to wear masks or no? (laughs) Like we all technically know the same stuff. That's true. It's what like we're really seeing in real time, like we've always known, but we're seeing why conspiracies are so dangerous. When like information is prevalent and you can get it anywhere, you can also get whatever information essentially you're looking for. And so it's just like this question everything idea of like not taking into account in the equation that what's the what's the down how how big of a cost is it if you just believe you know what I mean if you believe that coronavirus is as bad as it is and you wear a mask and if you believe the opposite like how big of a deal is it to wear a mask you know what I mean even Mm -hmm. if you think it's a it's not that big of an inconvenience they're not asking you to like give up your firstborn child right they're asking you to put a mask on whereas if it were like firstborn child you'd be like you'd see a lot of people going the other way do you know what I'm saying conspiracy theories don't always take into account the like cost and the damage it's like it's there no one's really asking you to do that much so if this is a global conspiracy just put your mask on and then maybe one day you'll get to say i told you so but just until then wear the mask like if we want sports to come back multiple people have said this all you got to do is everybody's got to chill out self-quarantine social distance and wear a mask for like four weeks yeah eradicate the virus and maybe it's a conspiracy theory tell us that in six months but four weeks just do it and the sports can come back. <laughs> I'm, I am hopeful that, and I mean, I, being hopeful at this point just feels it's naive, so hard. but I am I, like hopeful that I have always kind of felt like it would need something drastic that drastic and personal to have this kind of hit home for people. Like there are a lot of people who didn't believe or didn't like understand the severity until somebody they knew got sick. Or I kind of thought, you know, like, Hey, if a really famous person that everybody loves, like maybe Tom Hanks will be the one that like he was okay. But like, you know, if a really famous person is in trouble with it, maybe people will take it seriously. And now it's kind of like, Hey, well, if we don't have college football, Maybe that'll make people take this seriously. You know what I mean? Like you need to like lose something to like recognize what's at stake. And I will like back to what you said a second ago. One of the smartest things you've ever said on this podcast is Mm -hmm. that if you're looking for information to support your opinion, it's all over the place. But it's really hard to find information to form an opinion, to like just get unbiased Hella smart of me. So smart. I randomly think about it a lot. (laughs) And this, I feel like that's the same, that's the same case. It's like, if you want to play, you're going to find the numbers to like help support your case. It is just, it's weird. I keep hearing people be like, this is a big money business. They're not like football's not going to cancel. It started with the NCAA tournament. People were like, they're not going to cancel it. It's a big money business. It got canceled. Then they're like, they're not going to delay the seasons. They're not going to stop the seasons much longer. They did. They lasted the no sports period was longer than we all originally thought it was going to be. And now people are like, well, college football, SEC football. Yeah. And the NFL, those are, there's so much money there. They're not going to cancel it. And it's like, yeah, the virus doesn't give a shit about your money, except there's a way to get into your body. Yeah. It's uh, nobody cares. 
So we can keep thinking we're too big to get sick, but I don't think anybody is. And I think it's stupid that we like, I love football more than anybody, but it's like, if I were a college football fan, which famously I am, (laughs) you are LSU forever. Um, I would be pissed at the lack of unison or like any clear answer for like what this is. Travis, I know you're a big Ohio State fan. Are you livid? Are you uh, like, I like jealous? I feel like I'm like still kind of numb to everything. Uh, I drank a lot last night. Oh, um, and, and yeah, like if the SEC's playing, you're convincing me to drink. If the SEC's <laughs> playing in the fall, like I'm gonna be so jealous of watching them. Are you gonna watch them though? Yeah, I well, so I didn't watch the national championship game last year, famously. Wow, as a big LSU I, fan, I'm upset with you. I I couldn't do it, but I think because my team's just not allowed to play, I will. Oh, that makes so, sense. It's not like they lost. It's like yeah. they just couldn't. There's no other way. I don't know. I feel like, uh, and again, I'm not rooting for this. There's that whole extra layer. Oh, the extra layer is that our, our jobs won't exist. Our company yeah. will lose a significant amount of money if college football does. Like we will all. I don't know if I'm going to work here anymore. If there's no college football, it's just like we've always pitched our show, which felt like a good pitch at the time was dessert. But the first thing you get rid of when you're on a diet is dessert. And like we're, we'd get cut. I'm fairly certain. Uh, but anyway, putting that aside, Ashley. Putting that aside. Root against that college football. Um, it's like I, I think everyone is uh, – fans are going to be jealous, you know, and I think they will be until – some of these kids get sick and like god forbid it somebody dies from it like a college football player dies yeah. then what I like mean, does everybody is. stop at what point do are we just like this is not worth the risk i love football i'm not willing to like have an 18 year old kid die because I love football. It's like we talked about before, it's already hard with football and CTE. And we already have to have that like talk with ourselves. I, for me at this point, it's every season. That's like, all right, we're going to do this again. We're going to root for this again, knowing how this ends for a lot of people. But it's like, you know, it's like when people are against blatant uh, things that are in their face versus things that you can just kind of forget about. It's gross to say, but I'm just being honest. And so it's like I'm unable to forget about coronavirus when we're I'm still quarantining in my house. It's not easy for me to just be like, oh, fuck it. I want to watch sports and I'm I'm stuck at my house. So I put my desire to watch sports over the like I'm not going outside. So I cannot tell an unpaid college student he's got to go outside yeah. so I can watch college football, which I do so all that's the time. The next, that's the next piece of it is um, – Trevor Lawrence and a bunch of the other college football players have started like an online movement in the, it started as hashtag uh, we want to play. And then has kind of merged into hashtag we are united um, in an effort to unionize the players. So it's like, it's two different prongs. It's like, at first it was, Hey, the college football players, we want to have a voice. We want to be heard. We want to say in this decision. And then it was like, we should have a union. And so people were like, yeah, let the players talk. And then they're like, well, not don't let yeah, the yeah. union. Know people, because and by people, you mean Danny Cannell. The funniest <laughs> thing about this was watching it switch and watching people go from being like, I want, cause it was, we want to play, yeah. which means to them, like, go forward with the season, let college football live 
But yep. what it was, that's why the, the, uh, we've seen a bunch of these leagues have like the players kind of mobilized with hashtags. It happened with MLB. I think it was like when and where or something like that. Like they wanted to play games, just tell them when and where I'm probably fucking that up. Um, and I think there was one for, there was another league that the players got together behind a hashtag. But so like, this is another one, but it was like a less about we want to play and more like we should have a say. Uh, and then just to watch like that be explicitly stated and then people who supported we want to play because they want college football to go on and they think the virus is a hoax, uh, just switch and be like, well, no, no, that's not. Well, I'm not with the hashtag anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, it's this is just so it's just very depressing to me. I haven't looked into I don't my anxiety disorders will not allow me to spend too much time researching and reading about the potential long-term side effects of coronavirus it's just too much because yeah. i'm already afraid of getting it and i think that if i got it and then th i would have to worry about eight different things but there was a an athlete who had a heart issue and the red Sox. yeah and like yeah. that's a it, it it's like there's a lot here and i've already seen people on the internet be like you know the flu can also give you that heart issue and it's like okay is the flu currently keeping people locked inside their houses um it's it's different yeah and it's uh a, this is all very it's just really heavy it's not really um, heavy i kind of miss talking about movies to be honest i know i think that's why we did it for so long <laughs> but let's all just enjoy that uh danny cannell tweeted about a hashtag and claimed to support it and then when it was made more clear what it was he had to be like well no that's not let's not do that <laughs> it just makes me kind of happy anyway um anyway is that so, it? College football? Well, I think it's a kind What's of Notre sick. Dame doing? They always go their own way. Hashtag. Aren't they joining the ACC? Oh, that's right. That's right. That they're joining the ACC. Thank you for nodding, Travis. I was like, that's <laughs> AC. You're already not yes, you're doing right. a very bad job of being Jay, Travis. You're supposed <laughs> to just like shrug with us like you have no idea. I didn't want to come in here like the Kool-Aid man and just talk over you guys. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't talk over. You're doing great. I'm just saying Jay wouldn't we would be like is this question mark and he'd be like good question and we'd be like there's a laptop right in front of you um but anyway we miss him and we love him and he's doing well he has podcasts go listen to it yeah um, nfl season so the kind of stemming off the college football conversation yeah if there's no college football on saturdays i know travis you were like oh, i'll either have to watch those other leagues or what am i going to do on saturdays to which pre-pod i asked you what if the NFL was on Saturday? Would you feel better? He said, kinda. I say, very much so. Ashley, what's the report? Um, wait, Trev, who's your who's your NFL team? Uh, the Cowboys. The oh, Kiev God. Destroyers. Gross, 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 gross. He's a gross. big fan of the Gar New York Guardians. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll get to that. We should probably should have put this in this section. No, no RIP. Well, I mean RIP. Go ahead. All right, temporary P. Sure. Temporarily just napping. All right, TMP. <laughs> no, TMP is the most All right, temporary piece. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, so Mike Florio and Mike Freeman have been saying that. Mike's. The Mike's. The Mike's, Mike's coming in hot with reports. All I need is that one Mike. The NFL is like obviously trying to jump at this opportunity to get it, tap into the Saturday programming holes. Um, Currently, the league's not allowed to broadcast games on Friday or Saturday through early December because of 
a broadcast antitrust exemption. Sure. But, you know, give like we all know what that means. Business. Clearly, we all went to business school. Money. Um, but yeah, it, that's something that could probably be altered for the year. Right. And the cons, uh, people will argue the same that they argue for Thursday night football, like bless you, Thank short you. week, more injuries, you know, yada, yada. Um, but I personally, mm-hmm. I would be into it. Like yeah, I'd be into it too. One of the hardest parts, one of the most challenging parts about being a football fan is just not being able to watch all the games. Yeah. I also, um, one of the most challenging parts of being an ADD football fan mm-hmm. is it's very hard for me to watch multiple games at once. I've watched games with people, like when you go to a bar and you see, I mean, remember going to a bar Not and you really. see like seven TVs and they all have the different like signs on them that say like, this is this game, this is this game. I've gone with people and they, they're able to be like, oh, crazy. Oh, wow. And I'm like, I can't keep, I was always looking at the wrong TV when nothing yeah. was happening. And then you watch Red Zone and you feel dirty. You feel like you're cheating. It's like not, you're not really watching any football. You're only watching the highlights, Sports essentially. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was just looking for a porn analogy, but I, I went with highlights instead. Um, but like, yeah, I would love games to be on Saturday. So you can spread it out. There, Those one o'clock games, there's so many. Also, yeah. LOL, we're just assuming that we're going to have any games to watch. But if we do, yeah. Uh, I would love for them to be on Saturday. Yeah. I love those those weekends, the playoff or right before the playoff was that conference champion when they do yeah. the Saturday and the Sunday. I love that. Yeah. And me the, too. the funny thing is then they don't need to do that because they could fit them all in one day because there's only a few games. But uh, yeah, I'm all for them spreading it out to Saturday and especially because it will help Travis. <laughs> That's true. Hopefully I do think great. like in terms of having like an outside life i do always feel this weird sense of like being given more time when football season's over where it's like oh i have an entire day now sunday where i can just do whatever because i'm not like locked into football for 11 hours Mm. so i think like having games on saturday would take that away like saturday would always be like go do family stuff and then like sunday was watch football oh yeah so but i do think it will help like have the option to watch some games on saturday especially if we're still not able to go places and do things in the fall yeah you know like certainly like go on a hike or like whatever then watch yeah it's in it's in the month i don't think we're gonna be able to do things like that's what i mean that's why i think well no hikes are okay because you're outside and you're not near people but like i just am anti-hike in general i know know. exercise spreads coronavirus (laughs) i I read it somewhere i'll find something to confirm that opinion and i'll send it to you perfect thank you exercise spreads actually because if you're it's like the strength of your breathing yeah you're breathing too hard like really bad for you we should all just become lazy lumps of of yeah for the first time ever watching travis write down every time i curse has been very fun for me yeah it's been an active pod so far sorry i'm tired um speaking of hashtags and football oh boy uh the washington football team uh, which is what we're calling trademark it's trademarked we've been calling them that so they owe us money somebody owes us a check uh on sunday they announced not only New team name. They haven't announced that yet, but they announced uh, that they're going to have a new hashtag because the old one was HTTR, which was hailed to the R's. Um, so now they had to come up with a new one. And the, the brilliant minds in the think tank. This should give you oh some. Gosh. This should give you some uh, 
some like faith in their ability to come up with a new name for their team. Their hashtag was hashtag 1932 because that was the year the franchise was founded, of course. Also, of course, hashtags don't work with numbers because the hashtag is a number sign. So it does not work. It's like when people at the beginning of hashtags will put spaces in and you're like, well, that's not. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's like base, like basic. Also, the best part before you tear it apart, the exact tweet was PSA colon our new hashtag will be hashtag 1932 thank you <laughs> who's running their social media you know what it is though no there's somebody who's running their social media who knows what they're doing who is trying to teach them mm-hmm. what to do and they're completely disregarding this poor person because nobody at a company realizes That's how important social media is so or he's like, like yeah yeah, yeah sure i'll use He's like, about. I'll send out that hashtag. I'll send it out exactly like the email you sent me telling me to tweet out the hashtag. And guess what? It's going to be a f-ing number. It's it's a mess. Poor people put respect on social media. Well, here's the thing. This is a side. This is a sidebar. But people have always people always are like, what intern that runs the social media account? That narrative has got to evolve. At yeah. this point, social media has become so important to companies. It is not an intern running their social media. A lot of times it's a younger person because older people have found their social media literacy is lacking, but (laughs) not always. And then that younger person, that's also a narrative that hurts those young people because they're settling for like a less pay because they've been told an intern holds that position. That's not true. That it should be a pretty well-paid position as it is a huge part, as we see, of any company's forward-facing message. Yeah. Um, Do better. Pay our social media people. Also, if you have a better idea for a hashtag, they're asking fans for suggestions. (laughs) So if you are one of those trolls that likes to use your powers for good, I'm sure you can come up with a suggestion that might derail things even further. That makes me so happy. For the Washington football team. I want to go look at their replies. Oh, I'm afraid to. Let me click on it and see what we got. Oh, lightning and thunder. Pretty cool. Uh, Somebody did hashtag HTTFT, which I assume is hail to the football team. (laughs) Uh, Fight for old DC. These are fine. None of these are funny. Except HTTFT. They all just say hashtag HTTR because, you know, yeah, things can't change. They must stay the exact <laughs> same. Uh, how about this? How about you guys come up with a name? That Ooh. will solve your problem immediately. If That's you name idea. your team, you won't have to come up with a second hashtag later. You'll so, just use hashtag name of team. Yeah, I kind of thought when they came out with the football team thing that that was like, like they said temporary solution. I thought they meant like short temporary solution, like for a day or two until no, we figure it, it out. it was to buy them time. Yeah, but how much time do they need? I, like look how much time are... they needed to decide that it was offensive. They had to yeah. have people look into the fact that it was offensive after years of people yelling in their face, this is offensive. So it's like if they needed time to figure that out. You know how long it's going to take them to, they're going to keep this name for at least this season. You think? Yes. The entire season? Yes. Oh man. Then I got to get one of those shirts. I saw a shirt that says like Giants, Eagles, 
football team, Cowboys. Love it. I need that. <laughs> it's really funny. Also, just a nice little slice of lifetime capsule for you to have for later. I think you should buy it yeah. anyway. Okay. Um, oh, man, I was going to say something else, but now I don't remember what it was. It happens. We let it go. It was probably not worth our time. Oh, there's also like rules for, found it. There's rules for like when you can change your uniform. Like remember mm-hmm. when the Rams wanted to go back to the old school ones, but they could only do like the pants at first and, or their helmets. And so they were wearing like helmets that did not match their jerseys because well, they weren't allowed to do. Yeah. They weren't allowed to do an entire like revamp because you can only do that. I used to know them, but I don't know them now. So I bet the Washington football team is looking up like when they can redo their stuff and they'll probably announce the name then. There's got to be an exception. Like the NFL has to be like, yes, you can do this because you're a racist. But I mean, the amount of time also that it takes, Travis is laughing at you, the amount of time that it takes you to come up with a logo, get it printed, redo all the stuff. It's going to take a long time. Yeah. Have we talked about the Kraken logo on this podcast? We have not. Oh, you love, I love it? That. Yeah. I like that S in Yeah. Again, love it. <laughs> yeah. You're a big gin person? No, oh, I was wait. thinking like Seagram's whiskey. Yeah. That's what actually Seagram's got me into whiskey. I like whiskey. Really? Was too, yeah. You're it was the first. Seven and seven? I was. It was like the first like palatable whiskey for me. And then like I reached a point where like I started to develop a taste for it. And obviously now I drink bourbon neat like a baller, but like. My gateway drug. Oh, look at that. That's why you love the Kraken so much. And yeah, and I just love the Kraken in general as a name. Everything about it. I'm so in on it. Yeah, I think the internet was in on it so long ago that when they announced it, I was just like, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. You know? It's just nice to see like somebody not screw it up. Just like, yeah, you did no, it. They tried. I feel like they tried, <laughs> but they ended up giving in. Yeah. Like Bodie McBoat face. That's um right. Hard Knocks. Did you watch it? I haven't watched it yet. I didn't. I saw positive reviews for it. Travis, did you watch it? Nope. God damn, no. Travis. There's no. the journey. I wasn't told there was homework. No, there wasn't. I know. I don't usually tell you. It's usually just pop quizzes. Do I have to text you when there's a when there's a game, a sports game on? No, no, no. It was just I couldn't take any sports last night, so I just drank and watched TV. I get it. Look, yeah, I get it. Right. I play a lot of Call of Duty because sometimes... Yeah. The Bruins yeah. game gets postponed because I was, of- I was actually watching the hockey game now. I think about it. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, but hard knocks. I'm my reason that I'm not into it is because I imagine it's. I've have you watched any show that's been made during quarantine, and it's mm-hmm. like a lot of Zoom talking mm-hmm. and Zoom meetings, and like I don't think I can watch another Zoom meeting on TV. That's fair. And so I don't know how much of it's going to be that. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, God, watching more boxes of people talk. From what I read and heard, like the two-team format, like really helped with pacing. Yeah. Instead of, you know, just like diving into whatever storylines on one team. They decided that before this happened, right? I don't know. Either way, brilliant. Either way. Although I will say they like kicked it off with a bang. The Chargers coach, Anthony Lynn, was like talking to his players about like COVID and they were asking about like precautions and stuff. And he's like, yeah, you know, I had it. And we're like, wait, what? You know that? I didn't. I, I knew Doug been. Peterson and one other coach, the Lions coach, maybe somebody. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he's the third head coach uh, or third coaching staff in the NFL to have it. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. It's, I mean, crazy, but also not that crazy considering yeah. the numbers, you know, someone's going to have it. Lots of someone's. 
Oh, cool. So Hard Knocks, that's on HBO on Tuesday night. <laughs> yes, Tuesday. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Add it to your list. Oh, I'm yeah. at this weird thing. I'm at this weird point with sports where I almost feel like FOMO if I watch any of it. I don't know how to explain that. And I haven't figured out, like I haven't followed the cord to see what it leads to and where it's plugged in. But like, I feel like when I watch a little, like if I can't watch all of it, then I'm like, I can't watch any of it hmm. because I'm just like over, I don't know. I think I'm overwhelmed by being without it and then being with it. And then it being so directly tied to my job, which is also in a big question mark right now. It's like, I don't know. For some reason it's giving me weird anxiety. That's like, interesting. Yeah, I don't know what that is. If anybody listening is a psychiatrist, don't call me ever. Because you probably know a lot. You probably figured a lot out. Katie, hold on. Let's start. This really all stems back to when you were 12 with that. Yeah, hair. like tell me about your relationship with your dad. I'm like, what? I don't think that has anything to do with this. All right. NBA. It's Ooh, popping it off. Um, less so in the East, more so in the West. Yeah, the East is kind of boring. Well, they've decided already, you know, they yeah. don't have the, the thing is a reminder to anybody who's just like casually watching the NBA. The setup was that if the eight and nine seeds had less than five games between yeah. them, that they would have a play in game. And there are four teams currently or five total, I think, currently vying for that eighth spot or the ability to play into it. Mm -hmm. um, and so things are getting <laughs> yeah, things are getting kind of crazy. So Damian Lillard, it's Dame time, baby. He Oof. is uh, going off. So he missed his two free throws late in the game against the Clippers on Saturday, and they lost. Um, they would have won if he hit him. And then Pat Bev and Paul George were mocking him, and they were doing the goodbye wave that Lillard did when he knocked uh, out the Thunder and Paul George last year. It's a convoluted sentence, but you understand it. Mm -hmm. Which then led to this, like, social media war where like pat bev left a comment on a picture or something that was like cancun on three which sounds like three two one cancun <laughs> but i think they meant in three games because yeah games left either way is a little vague hail to the football team <laughs> um then dame put up 51 against the sixers and then 61 against the mavs <laughs> and he was like put some respect on my name um you, can, you don't have to bleep that one it's a quote um so they all have one game left right portland plays the nets i think the suns play the i know this the suns play the grizzlies yes the Suns play the Grizzlies, who, shout out Grizzlies, have like basically been the eight seed all season and then now are still going to probably end up playing for it if they get it at all. It's like, my God, what a what an L this has been for them. Yeah. The bubble. Well, right now, right now, the Blazers have the eight seed. Like yes. they got it with that win over the Mavs. But they they have to win their next game to clinch it. Right. Right. Correct. Yes. So either way. Um, the Suns are an interesting story because unlike the Grizzlies, um, the 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 Suns had a great bubble story. They've got they're seven and zero in the yeah, bubble, which is their longest win streak since they won ten straight in March and April of twenty ten, which is the last season they made the playoffs. Holy cow! Yeah, I, I, so uh, they're also the six of their the last six wins have come against teams that are above five hundred. So they're the first below 500 team in NBA history to win six straight games against teams above 500. 
Like, I will something's say happening the, in the bubble to the Suns. The uh, the break in all of in like hockey and basketball has been so interesting with the like momentum. Uh, has it? <laughs> well, for some of us, has yes. It's been interesting. <laughs> For some of for some people, you have teams who are like you know weren't necessarily as good, but now that they're in the and bubble. then you have teams that were in first place and that <laughs> not have, are now in a bottom seed. In we're the not there yet. We're not there yet. Save it for that. Uh, but like yeah. the Suns are on a roll. They're seven and zero. Did you see the? Oh my God! Did you see their? Yes. Their the the video? Video? Go look it up, please. Go look it up. Yeah. Go look it up. It's a video of they had the, the players get introduced by their like friends and family uh, before the games, and it looked like the players didn't know. Yeah, it was a surprise. It was really, so really instead sweet. of just having an announcer be like, "And now, blah 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 blah," like they actually had like their kids or like their wives or their girlfriends or their families. Like and Devin Booker had like a fan that he's got this friendship with. That's really sweet. It's um, really. Yeah, it was really nice. You should watch it. Watching them hear their kids say their name, it was like kind of really nice. Ricky Rubio's had like 15 people in it. It was really great. I will say like I, I am not an avid NBA viewer, but the storylines since we've gotten into the bubble have been so interesting. I'm like, oh, am I like a Suns fan now? Oh, am I like a Dame fan now? And then Giannis comes out and headbutts someone. I'm like, is Giannis my favorite player now? Like a basketball fan. That's what that is. Hmm, maybe you don't have to be a Sixers fan. You shouldn't probably be a Sixers fan. No, I think. Well, I mean, Embiid is really fun to watch, and I like when he talks smack. Obviously, Ben Simmons, but like, you know, I, I just, I think I genuinely like following basketball. Which people are going to be like, duh. I know it's uh, it's very interesting. It's like got so much to talk about. Do you like that Giannis headbutted that guy? Uh, I don't know if this is a weird take, but yeah, I yeah. do. I think, I mean, it wasn't, he didn't injure him. I don't like people who do flagrant fouls, but I also don't think I necessarily want, like, if I was a Bucks fan, I don't necessarily want my favorite player to, like, always be buttoned up. It's also really hard. We underestimate how hard that is. Like, reading his quote about it where he was like, if I could go back and turn back time and go to that play, I wouldn't do it. At the end of the day, we're all human. We make mistakes. I've done a great job all year, yada, yada, keeping my composure, focusing on the game. Reading him, his quote, reminded me of, like, me when I lose my temper with Myrtle. When I'm like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have yelled in your face like that. But I've done so good of not yelling in your face all the time. And I'd like a little bit of credit for all the times I didn't yell in someone's face. Because this is a very heated moment. Because you need to poop, dude. Just poop. Please poop. I'm asking you to poop. Now she stopped eating her breakfast. I'm like, you have to eat or I'm going to take the food away. If I take the food away, then she's going to be hungry all day, which is another problem for me. They all come back to me. So sometimes, one time... You get mad, you snap, you headbutt your dog, and you're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's the thing is you snap and, and you headbutt your dog because you care so I much. I care so much about my dog. That's right. And that's why I think this example of like losing your composure is actually like kind of a good thing because yeah. it's like he cares so much. His emotions if, are running so now, high. If he's doing it all the time. Then right. it's a problem. That's something you've got to address. Right. But when you, hearing him say afterwards, if I could go back, I would love to not do that. I got yeah. way caught up in the moment. It wasn't my best me. Instead also, of being like, sorry, I took it seriously, whatever. 
he also didn't like take somebody's knees out and like cause an injury. He just did like a literal yeah and just happened to, you know, get a right yeah. Like, a, like you just lose it and you just, yeah, you no. know, like we all, dog. We've all had butted our dog. Yeah, metaphorically and sometimes yeah, and literally, depending. Um, but yeah, I kind of like, I, I didn't, I saw a bunch of people be like, Harden never does anything so disrespectful. It's like, that's fine. I don't necessarily, this doesn't make me like Giannis less. Yeah. Also, people only ever bring up Harden to defend him when it's in attack on somebody else. Because people talk so much on James Harden, but as soon as somebody like James Harden plays the game the right way, it's like, you've never said that. You said he plays it boringly. You said you don't like watching him. Um, you put in here, so I want to let you address it if you'd like to, even though you wrote, don't go look it up, LeBron with his open shirt. Now, I don't objectify athletes, but I wanted to give you an opportunity if you want to go off book here and objectify Dwayne Wade well, or LeBron. It seems well, like you do. It's literally called don't go look it up okay. because, and let me explain why, LeBron decided his pregame fashion on Monday was like a Miami open shirt look. So he had a button down that was unbuttoned with no undershirt and then on tv d wade like air quotes made fun of him but all that meant was that Dwayne wade also unbuttoned his shirt and wore it open with no undershirt underneath and they talked about whether or not like they both had like baby oil to like make their look make them look better i'm like guys we don't objectify athletes here and put your boobs away get those abs out of my face it is lost a time like i don't need to see that it's so rude our children watching this program. Yeah, I think some won't somebody think of the kids. I I guess we have to be the ones advocating for them. Really disrespectful, and it's about time that they. I think the kids should unionize. So they could have a voice. <laughs> That's um, right. Yeah. Also, shout out to Dwayne Wade saying he's quote unquote making fun of him when it's really just like, I'm, check me out. I still yeah, look good. Exactly. Although I will say, in his defense, what? like he did it while You're he was bold. sitting, You're while he was bold. sitting, which is bold. I would never. I mean, I'd like to say I would never take a shirt off on TV. But if all things were equal and women didn't have boobs or whatever, and like taking our shirt off on TV was a thing, I would never do it sitting. When I stand up from playing video games for a long time, I have a red crease across my middle, usually a little bit sweaty. It is a damp (laughs) crease where my skin has folded onto itself and made liquid. I mean, honestly, what is more disgusting than that? Nothing. But Dwayne Wade's out here in quarantine. I'm in quarantine. And showing people that he doesn't even play anymore. Nope. I don't play, homie. Don't play with me. Because put your shirt on. What are you f- doing? <laughs> the disrespect. Yeah, it was really rude. It's rude. For both of them. I mean, you know, while we're on the topic of people doing rude things that tend us towards, it's the devil tempting us to objectify. Mo mm. Salah stop posting selfies. Oh, where is he Just, posting them? On- I won't, I wouldn't, if it were on Twitter, I wouldn't tell you because I don't want you to feel tempted by the devil of objectification. I believe he's also laying down. I don't see any wet lines on him. Mm. I'll send you a link. Um, but the big story in the NBA that, of course, we have to dive into today is that Woj has tweeted out the NBA bubble guest rules. As we're now entering the playoffs, the original uh, plan was these teams that um, aren't eliminated and have to stay in for longer are going to need friends and family to sort of, I guess, replicate some bit of normalcy or to have. Did you just look it up? I did. You shouldn't. 
Do I didn't. That. I didn't realize he got a haircut. I like his haircut. Okay. At first I didn't, but I'm fine with it now. Um, all right. It's I mean, he does, he does have wet lines in his stomach, but they're more like yeah, I think, muscle. I think it's probably like baby oil. I don't think we should discuss what kind of oil we think it is, but I've got a, I've got a top three. Let's just say I got a Mount Rushmore of oils that it might be. Um, anyways, please, the devil has crept into the podcast. Um, they are letting uh, people who are making it in the playoffs, they get a couple guests. There's like a bunch of rules on who they can bring and who they can't. Um, it's four guests per player, but you can exceed that for children. I think I read that the children, if you want to exceed it, have to be 32 inches or below, or is that just for admission to games? I thought that was a joke. Is that real? I thought that was like a ride. You can't ride this ride unless you're. It's like you can, it must be this tall to not ride this ride, I guess. But also, just 32 inches for an NBA player's kid, you're ruling out a lot of like six month olds. That's wow. I, I actually cannot wrap my head around the fact that that's true. <laughs> oh, so that's just for getting in. So each player is allowed one ticket per playoff game for a guest. So you get four guests, but only one of them can come to a game. Unless the they're also bringing a child who is under thirty two inches. Why on God's green know. earth did they make it a height restriction and not an age restriction? I have no idea. That makes no sense. If someone out there's got a tall baby who's a problem. Ricky Rubio's got a very tall baby, and we can't be having that tall baby. It's just an annoying tall baby, and so they wanted to come up with a rule to keep that annoying tall baby out of the state. Do you I think, think it was like? A height for like, if you're this tall, your molecules project from your mouth at this distance and could no, interrupt. I think it's like a kid sitting on your lap on an airplane logic. I think it's like this kid would have to pay for a seat, but since they're a kid, like if your mom, if you invite your wife and you have an infant, the infant can't stay at the hotel without you. You've got to bring, well, it could, but I don't suggest it. With you because it's under 32 inches. So those rules on airplanes are like two and younger. Oh, they it's are? not like, yeah, it's age. It's not. Well, age. have you seen the videos, the TikToks or whatever of the big fat baby? Uh no, I haven't. He's not. really tall. I'm you must have. It was kind of a thing on Twitter for a while, a couple like a month or oh, three years. Like months. Mina was like obsessed with. I was gonna say Mina was big on the big baby. Yeah, okay. Um, I did. What if you just happen to have a baby who's very big? Like you can't, you're on your lap on an airplane. I understand and I'm sorry, but he's got to get used to a world that body shames. If they're going to make fat people, if they're going to make obese, I don't know what the nice word is. They all feel mean to me, but if they're going to make larger people buy two seats on an airplane, you can't tell big baby that that's not the world he lives in and he can sit on his mom's lap. Fine, but then airlines should also be like, if you're a small four-year-old, you should be able to sit on a plane. Oh, now we're getting in the weeds. It's 32 inches or below. Let's get into more of the rules. Okay. The guests, get into the interesting ones. <laughs> guests can travel on team charters following testing. My question, what are we chartering? Planes, I believe. Aren't they? They're not playing in the bubble? No. So to get there. So oh. it, they can either like test in the market. So like you go to Philly, you get a test. Four days later, you can fly on like a team plane. And then like, I think you have to quarantine another three days when you get there. Yeah. Or you can just travel there and quarantine for seven days in the bubble before you can interact with people. Okay. That was um, my interpretation. The memo says people not allowed. It's like family and friends 
but you can't bring, quote, any individual the player has not previously met in person or with whom the player has had limited in-person interactions or <laughs> dot, 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 known by the player only through social media or an intermediary. Or mm. an intermediary. Or an Instagram model. You can't bring Instagram models to the bubble. Oh, man. Mainly, I imagine, because it would be very bad for camaraderie when you realize that that same Instagram model might be talking to a competitor on a different team. Yeah, that'd be tricky. Or That's a, a real teammate. Winky, you know? Or a teammate is a real stinky winky. Can, can Kendall Jenner come? Well, here's the thing, which I'm sorry, I get them confused. Kendall is dating... I forget who she's with now. Not Devin Booker. Who is Kendall? Is Kylie? Which one's dating Ben Simmons or dated? That was Kendall. I don't know if they're still together. Okay, so they're they must not be. I know I should know this. I'm really sorry. It's just those two women. I their names are too similar, and I can't keep them apart. You don't have to apologize, Kendall Jenner. Well, I do because I feel like I don't want to reduce the Kardashians to their partners as the world seems so willing and ready to do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this says, Kai, what? They went on a platonic date with someone named Phi Kadra. Here's the thing with the Jenners. The reason I can't keep up is because there is, I mean, keep up LOL, but there's just too much information. It's like every day. If you want a story about Kendall and Kylie Jenner, you can get six stories a day. It's too much. Yeah. Give me a story a month. One a month? No way. From July 19th, Kendall Jenner's dating history will make you thirsty, so grab water. Okay, and the uh, sub-headline from a person who writes for Cosmopolitan named Mehera Bonner is willing and able to take sloppy seconds, thanks. Oh. Um, (laughs) So, let's see. So she... News broke recently, this was in July of 2019, that she might be dating Kyle Kuzma. And then she had an on and off again thing with Harry Styles. And then ex-Ben Simmons, so they broke up. Um, Kendall and Ben Simmons broke up, I guess. I'm trying to find out when, but it's not really helping. This is a poorly constructed article. Didn't Kylie have a baby? Like with, oh gosh. Tyga? I think Kendall would be the one. If anyone's visiting, I think it's Kendall. Oh, Kendall is the one that... So she booed Tristan Thompson. Was Kendall the one that was involved in that? Oh, no. Her sister no. was. Really. No, that was... That was Chloe. That was, was Chloe and Jordan Wood. Jordan Wood. You got it. Jordan Wood. <laughs> learning stuff. Um... Oh, Ben dated Tanashi? I don't know any of this. Um, come on, just get to the part that's going to make me thirsty. I'm scrolling too much. <laughs> um, Blake did, Griffin? While you scroll through that, did you happen to see a uh, friend of the pod, Stephen A., on first take today? Oh, when he was like, uh, oh, what did he say? He was advocating uh, for the NBA to let one person come visit the players. He's like, it would go a long way if you could have, I think this probably before the Woj stuff came out. Um, And he was like dancing around the subject, like 
he was like, maybe a wife or a girlfriend would really help these players. And Max was like, I'm sorry, are you advocating for conjugal visits to the bubble? And he's like, yes, he does oh, this God. DNA. Well, yes, I am. Yes, actually, yes. Actually, he's not. Because I'm fairly certain conjugal visits, you have to be married. Oh, interesting. Well, I don't. In some states. I least. don't think I watched the Love After Lockup, and I know. Um because that's a, that's the uncomfortable thing that's like underneath all of this is like a lot of these guys that we're joking about having these Instagram models in to have sex with are married. And mm. it's, you know, we're not the morality police, but it's like, it's this funny ongoing joke. And you're like, yeah, some of them are single, but some of them aren't. Yeah. And that's weird. Yeah. Especially if your wife is and kids are coming to the bubble. I don't know. Um, okay. So ASAP Rocky, they dated, he grabbed her butt at the Met Gala. Uh, then she was linked to Jordan Clarkson, mm. um, but that was short-lived. And then Harry Styles, I guess, again. And then Kendall and Nick were linked up right after he broke up, broke up with Olivia Culpo. Who's Nick? Olivia Culpo was dating Julian Edelman. This is exhausting. How are you yeah. dating so many people? Oh, God, dating is just garbage. Okay, well, I don't know who Nick is, but she dated him. Well, anyway, that article didn't really help me. I thought it was just going to be a list, mm. but it was a bunch of Instagram pictures of people that I don't know because I'm an old. Um, among those also not allowed as player guests per memo, quote, current prospective staff or business relationships, including agents, trainers, massage, physical therapists, personal chefs, and tattoo artists. So you can't be like, hey, this is my hair guy. Yeah. They have that barbershop on site, so. Sure. Um, and I'm happy for Stephen A. Stephen A. said something else on Twitter today, on, on first take today that I saw on Twitter that was really funny. But of course, it entered my brain and then it it left. Mm. Uh, I cheated. So more sports. The hockey. Ooh, buddy. Hockey is back. So you texted me a few weeks ago saying that Steve said to you, we're not going to make it through this. And you said the quarantine and he said hockey playoffs. <laughs> I don't understand and still don't understand. Mm-hmm. Did you mean you and Steve? Or you and me? No, no, no. Me and Steve. Because if the the Penguins played the Canadians and if they had won, there was like a chance that the Pens were then going to play the Flyers. And he's like, oh, we're not going to make it through this. And I thought he meant just like quarantine as a couple. Yeah. (laughs) Which, oops. And then he's like, wait, that's one of those things where you go, quarantine? And he's like, no, hockey. Are you okay? Should we talk? And you're like, no, I thought you, you said it. You, I wasn't saying, you were, what were you saying? I, he, I need to, oh, I need to vent about this. He uses Microsoft Teams for like all of his conference calls. It's not his choice. Oh, I've seen a commercial for it actually. For whatever reason, it's the better way to use it for him is to like not wear headphones. It like, he has it on speakerphone and he doesn't shut the door to the office. I don't know. So ask. I oh, have I asked him? I walk up and I slam the door three times a day. I don't know why he won't close the door. The question. only have thing him? The only thing worse. Asked him to close the door. He just forgets. Yeah. 
I, I literally saying, well, I slammed the door a bunch of times. And it's like, well, I have yes, no, I, I text him everything. I'm like, for the love of sweet baby Jesus, can you please close the door? He's like, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. But he just keeps forgetting. Every time he leaves, he comes back in. He doesn't close the door. So I have to listen. Even if I'm downstairs, I have to listen to someone else's conference calls, which is exponentially worse than having to be on them yourself. It is horrible. I'm so sorry. It's so bad so what's with the headphones i i for what i don't know i he he was just like yeah it's just with teams it's easier if i i don't know real i think he just knows nobody uses microsoft teams so he knows you can't fact check it it is terrible i'm mm. like this is gonna cause a real rift and yeah really, you're not you gonna make it through playoffs freaking door yeah <sighs> okay i'm good I'm now so glad you got that off your chest thank you i needed to that's really good Hockey's and back. You need to vent about before we relationship venting before we get into a. Uh, no, I have a couple of days off. He went home for a little bit. Um, he's going out and doing stuff. Like he works, so he's getting up at clubs and stuff. So like I'm, um, I'm just more jealous. Any, any anger I have towards him is like, why do you get to go out? Or like I'll see a picture on Instagram and he'll be next to one person and like, w- not wearing a mask or something, and I'm like, no. And I'm just like being a bitch. I'm just being a bitch because I'm stuck in my house. I've been stuck in my house forever. No, that's just being, is he like getting Somebody, one of, he, No, one of his friends has strep right now. And the other day he was like, my throat hurt. I mean, he's a hypochondriac. Well, it should be noted. And he was like, my throat hurts. I hope I don't have strep. And I said, Get out how, of I said, how would you have strep? And he's like, well, Christine has strep. And I was like, oh, it's a female friend. Oh, no, I don't care. It's not about that. It's just like, yeah, you're wearing a mask and socially distancing, right? So if she has strep, this is actually the best time for you to hang out with her because you're wearing a mask oh boy. and you're socially distancing, right? And he was like, well, it's Christine. So I, like I hug her when I see, I'm like, so you're... Oh boy. So you're not wearing a mask and socially like I'm like, look, you're going out of the house and I'm fine with that. Like I know you don't want to be the one square that's like, don't come near me. But like the fact that you're worried that you have strep makes me now worried that you are not realizing that if you could catch strep, you could catch COVID and you're defeating the entire purpose. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to vent, but look, here we are. <laughs> Maybe uh, we should add that. So when he said <laughs> he had his throat and that he might have strep, I was like. I just like the way I did. It's like from a movie. I slowly turned and was like, "No, like you don't get to do that." I'm a hypochondriac. I'm afraid I have it. I'm like, you. It's you won't have strep if you did everything you said you've been doing. So hockey's back. Um, in a big way. Yeah. Do you want it? Bruins are the four seed least, and the Flyers are the one seed. (laughs) because of the weird round robin play in to the playoffs that we did so that's neat Um, Bruins played a game today at 11am because last night's game got uh, postponed because of the Tampa Bay Columbus game that went 5 overtime started at 9.30 but so they played today and they won so that's good Um, they won in double OT and there was the NHL's doing like a whole bunch of stuff like on the on the jumbotron last night during the overtime game they had funny stuff it was like time for the seventh period stretch and stuff then today during the Bruins game I just said stuff a lot uh during the Bruins game today they were like uh 
deja vu question mark when it was going into overtime and i was like no 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 what didn't wasn't it nhl that also put like actual fans in the seats like air wind blowing fans in seats was the like the stretchy coverings that you you know like soccer used and stuff but they they're so boring looking they just look like a file folder that you get when you arrive at a conference it's like (laughs) nl and then like the folder has all the welcome packet stuff inside of it it's very unattractive and boring well somebody did i forget which league i just remember seeing a picture of actual fans sitting in seats um so when is did your did the Flyers play their first game yet? No, they play they played the Canadians tonight. Um and like originally when we were divvying up sports for like which sport Austin like team Austin was gonna like, he was an Eagles fan because the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Um right. and, that was out there. Right. And then the Pens won the cup that year. So it was like, okay, he'll be an Eagles fan, he'll be a Pens fan, and then Pirates. Um, cause that's joint, but so we started watching like penguins games with Steve and it's really cute. Cause he like loves watching hockey. Um, and then when the penguins got eliminated, I was like, can he still watch with me? And Steve was gracious enough, you know, to say yes. But like the other night, uh, when we were watching them play, the lightning he was sitting next to me it was like up past his bedtime like sitting next to me watching he goes mommy i love watching hockey with you and i'm like oh god it's just been like it's been this i have kind of had the opposite um experience with sports being back than you have had because my my week last week was so crappy that having like sports i was invested in um was such a like exactly the distraction that I needed, like, because it was kind of at the point where anytime I would like stop to think I would just get too overwhelmed emotionally. And so like having chunks of time where that wasn't happening was such a gift. And then being able to share that with Austin was just great. Like he, he knows the Canadians are bad guys. He likes being like, they're the bad guy team. They're the good guy team. You know? And he's like, Oh, we don't like Canadians. I'm like, don't say that. Les habitual. We do not like the Habs. I have an F the Habs shirt he can wear if you want. That's fantastic. Yes, we might need it. Although I will say I've been trying, like, he's he was really good about rooting for uh, Crosby. Like, Steve was like, who's our favorite player on the Penguins? And he'd be like, Sidney Crosby. Did he say that? Because that's very funny. That's very funny. But then he was like, I was trying to get him to, like, root for, like, Claude Giroux or, like, James Van Riemsdyk or, you know, Voracek or whatever. And he, the, unfortunately, Nick Obey-Kubel scored twice in the game he was oh, watching. God. He goes, that guy, yeah, like, that guy. I'm like, you're like, oh, okay, Obey-Kubel it is, I guess. And he's like, yeah, Obey. He says it like, Obey-Kubel. And I'm like, oh. that's, we'll obey him. But that's his favorite oh. player. That's so cute. it's been great. It's been really great. And uh, I like that they haven't lost so far. I mean, it's only been three games, but like, it's the fun part of sports without the crappy part for me, which yeah. has been really nice and needed. So I'm excited to watch. Um, That's what I was hoping would happen to me. I think I found what the court is plugged into, and I think it's depression. <laughs> because I think the number one sign of depression is lack of interest in things that used to interest you. Yeah. And uh, that's probably where it's at. 
is I just feel I feel like something's missing and I don't and nothing's missing. Sports were missing and they're back and I should be excited. I think that's what it is because I'm just like, mm. yeah, it's not great. Well, I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, I'm a big Abe Kubel fan now. <laughs> that's my new jam. Uh, the Rangers won the draft lottery. I didn't see this story, but there's a conspiracy theory you were telling me about. Yeah, it was like rigged was trending on Twitter. People are like so over it. They think they they rigged it for the Rangers. There were two things. One, um, you know how they like hold the little ping pong ball up like to the camera before they put it in the cylinder, like show the logo or whatever. The guy whose job that is like dropped the Rangers ball and had to like get it back up. And so we could like hold it for their shot. And so people are like, oh, it's because it was like weighted. It was too heavy. Or like people were saying it was it frozen. Yeah. yeah. So like his hands were too cold. And then I think the, um, I don't know if it was the actual Blue Jays account or if it was like a fake Toronto Blue Jays account tweeted up like a slow-mo video of the actual like ball getting sucked up into the whole moment. Because the Blue Jays? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Hold on. But anyway, they tweeted this slow-mo video because the, the ball guy's job is to like press the button to like suck it up. Like he picks Ooh. the moment. Yeah. And you watch like steal what I'm going to say, like, you got to suck the ball up. So he pushes the button. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Get it right up in the, the, in the hole, in the yeah. tube. Yeah, right, in, right into the tube. So anyway, they're like, you can see the moment that the Rangers ball starts to rise. That's when he pushes it and whatever. So people are saying it's rigged. But they I mean, get um, – go ahead. No, I was going to say, I mean, that's like a very elaborate – to see when the Rangers ball is getting close and then push the butt. Like that's – I think people are underestimating how difficult that would be. Uh, Yeah, I don't think conspiracy theorists necessarily love, you know, logic. logic. Well, sometimes, sometimes they sound really logical until you dig a little bit deeper and then you're like, oh, got it. Uh, see. But um, yeah, so they're, they have the number one pick. Um, I don't know much about this dude, but apparently Alexis Lafreniere is like a huge superstar that like people are really excited about. Yeah. I thought what was interesting is that he's represented by a woman. Her name's Emily Castingway. So if he gets drafted number one overall she's going to be the first woman to rep a number one pick which is that's like oh. nfl nfl yeah nhlpa certified agent which is i don't know it's just cool i cool, think cool, the blue cool. jays should draft him i think so too i'll just reach out to blue jays network yeah. um I have, I have a connection with them it's run so. by an intern so i'm sure they'll <laughs> get back to you uh baseball mm. oh this is this is what uh, i saw Stephen a talking about today Oh, the players who snuck out? Yeah. So Zach Klezak got sent home. He pitched Saturday afternoon. It was a win. Doesn't really matter. Then Saturday night he went out with friends because he's from Crown Point, Indiana, right? Which is close to Chicago. And then MLB security personnel caught him returning to the hotel early Sunday morning, which is like 3 a.m. or something. So they sent him back to Cleveland in a rental car. Although the team is now saying, or other outlets are saying it was car service. Either way, five hours and 20 minutes in a car. Yuck. But come to find out, uh, how do you say his name? Clev is it Clevenger? Mike Clevenger uh, also went out but didn't get busted, and he went home on the team flight. <laughs> he didn't get busted because he didn't come back. <gasps> I didn't realize that was why. So wait, how, did that, how does that work? What's up? How does that work? 
Like when a man must- loves a woman and they truly really love each other or have met through social media or an intermediary. <laughs> he must have, he had to have gone back to the hotel at some point. Well, I mean, probably in the morning. And then he got on the team plane and he left. Oh man. Mm-hmm. That's a real sticky wicket. <laughs> I would argue the stickiest wicket we've discussed in the podcast. So sticky. Oh my goodness. Uh, so now, anyway, the business of that is they're both now in quarantine. But uh, the question that you asked is, would you rather drive yourself five hours hungover or sit in the back of an Uber? I think it depends. I mean, obviously, they always depend. But if that Uber is chatty, mm. I'd rather drive myself. But Travis, you're shaking your head. You feel strongly? Yeah, I don't want to be driving hungover. I can easily get the Uber driver to stop talking, to stop responding, put headphones in. None of I that can... works. Huh? None of that works. Yes, I can manage that. If I'm hungover, that is the worst. Oh, so you're yeah. not familiar with how uncomfortable, uh, being uncomfortable telling somebody to please stop talking to you. It's something Ashley and I, I believe both have, as many people do, is like the not wanting to upset people gene. Yeah. Where you're just like, oh, I couldn't say anything. I was uncomfortable, but I didn't want to make them uncomfortable. So I didn't say. Like, it's not rude to be like, hey, I'm not feeling well. Would you mind if we we just, you can listen to the radio if we just rode in silence. And I can say that now. But if you put me in an Uber, I'd be like, tell me more about your third son who moved out last year. <sighs> there was one time my flight got delayed so late and I got an Uber that was at like 1.30 in the morning. And I was exhausted from, you know, whatever. And I had, I worked up the, the metal to say to the guy, like, Hey, I am so tired. I just really, I'm just going to rest my eyes for a little bit, which looking back, you don't tell an Uber driver, you're going to sleep in their car, whatever. And he still talked the entire way back to my house. And I was like, dude, I was like, had my head against the window, my eyes closed. And I would do the like, huh? What? Anytime you would ask me a question and he still didn't get it. Oh my God. And I couldn't just be like, shut up. Man. That when you finally do it. I know, you know. When you finally do it and then they don't do it. That's pretty frustrating. On the sleeping in an Uber thing once, I remember I had a guy, I was taking an Uber from an airport to a wedding and he was like, how was your trip? And I was like, oh, I've been on a plane for like two days. I'm exhausted. My flight got canceled last night. I had to stay at an airport, yada, yada. And the guy was like, well, you can take a sleep in my, you can go ahead and go to sleep in my Uber. I'm not creepy. And I was like, well, guess I'm staying up for this whole (laughs) ride. What a weird thing to say. Why would you lead with that? I'm not a creep. You can go ahead and just rest those beautiful eyes. (laughs) Take your shoes off. Kick your feet up. We can put them right here on the center console. Put your feet right on the console. I'll rub them for you. Help you relax. Uh, another gross, another <laughs> with my mouth, another Philadelphia headline, hopefully. I feel like you maybe Phillies have a crew of fans outside of Citizens Bank Park for games, and they're making a bunch of noise enough noise that Aaron Boone like complained to an umpire to be like, We can hear them, please make them stop. And the umps were like, They're outside of the stadium. What do you want us to do? I love it so much. They're calling themselves the Fandemic Crew. Now, I have a note. Yes. Why is crew with a K? Uh, there's probably a reason that I should know. The pandemic is already the like cutesy joke. We don't need to add a K. Yeah, I mean, there's probably something that like I should know, but I don't. Is it for strikeouts? Yeah, but if it were, like, so what? What does that have to do with anything? Backwards K. Right. 
Well, for it depends if they're really swinging. But anyway, <laughs> so what? They just have air horns? Yeah, they've got like a drum line. They've got air horns. They just like party outside the stadium and like make noise strategically. And I just think it really, it, it demonstrates the the passion and the dedication to Philadelphia fans, you know, us. And, uh, and I'm just want to say I'm proud of my city. You know, <laughs> Bless you. I'm sorry. I'm allergic to both. Um, <laughs> are they socially distancing in this crew? I like to think so, but you know, who's to say for sure. What if you were to look at a picture? Well, I think that's a little too much work. You do. You think, are you Jay now? <laughs> I'm all for the idea, but I also think it's like defeats the purpose of. Well, have they could be quarantining together. They could be a pod that comes together. Then they'd be the pandemic fam. So they could be I, the pandemic I, pod crew, crew pod, a crew, crew pod. pod, the pandemic yeah. pod. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of them. That's all I have to say. Ashley's proud of you, pandemic crew. Go get it. Wear masks. Stay safe. Um, uh, last headline that we have. Well, no, we also have a bachelorette update, apparently. Um, but our last headline you seemed pretty jazzed about, so why don't you go ahead? Um, it happened a couple days ago, but obviously we were we've been in movie mode for a while. But the Rock and Danny Garcia bought the XFL with Redbird Capital Partners. So they, if you remember, they declared bankruptcy in April and they had to get rid of their season like halfway through it when all the pandemic stuff started. And so we thought the XFL was, even though it kind of had momentum and was like something we all really enjoyed, um, we thought it was done, but instead it has been resuscitated, brought back to life. Um, Garcia said that they're planning for like a 2021 launch. She's like looking at what other sports leagues have done with like bubbles and where they've been successful and like where they can improve. And I think it's going to, it's going to be back in our lives next year, which I'm pumped about. Like the rock talked about how, you know, when he tried to play in the NFL and he didn't make it. And then he tried to play in like the CFL and that didn't work out. Like he wants to have a place for players to like still pursue their dreams. And so that's why, you know, he was interested in helping keep the XFL alive. And I'm, I'm just excited about it. It's nice to see a, a happy story. Call me too skeptical. Oh boy. Here we go. Allow me to ruin your happiness. Cool. But I see the rock. And I know who owned the league before. Vince McMahon. Who runs the WWE. Who is losing a bunch of money. Mm -hmm. And I see The Rock, who used to be a WWE wrestler. Yep. And I see a relationship. Knowing that Vince McMahon's relationships are usually quid pro quo. You do for me, I'll do for you. Hey, I did all this for you. Come do this for me. And it feels like I don't know enough about the business to say any of this conspiracy confidently. But it feels to me like is there if if somebody who knew bankruptcy better than me, um, it seems like he's bailing out Vince in a way so that Vince doesn't take a big loss. I don't know how it works. This is me saying that if I knew how it worked, I could work up a conspiracy theory. But the relationship that those two have and the amount of money that it would take to launch a league, which is something we've talked about in the past, like when the XFL launched this last time or like all the other leagues that have tried, the Allegiance American Football Alliance or whatever the fuck it was called. (laughs) Uh, Like it's so expensive 
to launch and so expensive to maintain and launching this close to a pandemic that does not have an end point to me feels like that's not going to happen. So I would argue that, um, that the hard part, the, like the marketing and the launch and the working up, like it original interest, like that part has been done. Mm. I'm pretty sure that they bought it for like $15 million. I believe Travis is nodding, which is very helpful. Thank you. Um, and that originally there were a lot of other parties who expressed interest. Um, but when it came down to it, the, the rock and Garcia and Redbird capital, were the only people who had like a qualified bid, like there was going to be an auction, but they like, didn't have to do the auction because the bid. Right. Worked. So wouldn't the auction have been bad for Vince? Cause it would have sold off for cheaper. It, I mean, it depends. No, does it not affect him? Cause he filed. I think so. I don't know how I could Google it, but I didn't. So maybe I'll yeah, update so, you. I, I mean, even so, even if he was doing it to try to like help Vince in a way, uh, I don't think that necessarily means anything bad for the league. Like, I think we saw a lot of things from the league that we liked, and do we. Do you think they're going to start using XFL teams and ballers? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Because they'll officially sense. own the yeah maybe copyrights. maybe there you have and it, folks. I don't know how much, uh, there was like I don't know if you saw the, like the Nick Khan news last week. I try to he, avoid most Nick Khan news, but what do you he, got? Uh, he's going to take over for Vince McMahon in the WWE. It was like a huge, huge deal. <laughs> he's leaving the. Uh, <laughs> I love, so <laughs> I love it. Oh, so he's not going to represent literally every person in sports media anymore. I think that would be a conflict of interest. <laughs> it already was a conflict of interest. He represented the producers and the talent. It's a conflict of interest. Um. All right. Good for Nick. Yeah. Maybe he'll stop calling me. Um, Ooh. Bachelorette update, doodly do. Let's head on over to Ashley Brayband for an Ashley a, a Bachelorette update, doodly do. Hi, I'm Ashley Brayband here with your Bachelorette update. <laughs> Hi. Uh, Sorry, I'm still so, laughing. Sorry. Go. <laughs> so, Bachelorette taping obviously went on a delay because of this global pandemic that we're all in. Okay. So they but had started taping it. They no, they had announced the suitors. But I don't think they actually started taping. Okay. So they they have recently God, started so taping because they're essentially in a bubble anyway. Mm-hmm. So they started taping and come to find out Uh-oh. there's Mama Claire, who was the Bachelorette, apparently throughout the pandemic. Travis is laughing. You don't even know what she's about to say. You do? Okay. Yes, yes I do. Okay. Yeah. Trav can do our bachelorette updates. So anyway, so apparently one of the guys who was a suitor, like found a way to like talk to Claire and they've been talking throughout the pandemic what? and they fell in for real, for real. What? So when they started taping, she like gave him the first impression rose or whatever. And then it was like very clear that she was like not having this whole shenanigans. Like she just wanted to be with this guy. And so eventually she just told producers, she was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. 
he and I are leaving. We said love. this last season, that's how it should work if it's real. Yeah. You should get to a point where you're like, yeah, I know I'm supposed to keep three guys. I like this guy. I yep. don't want to do this anymore. So here's the problem, though. It was the first day. So mm -hmm. they were scrambling, and they brought in Tasha from Colton season, who is a black woman who's – I'm very excited because she's really smart and she's beautiful and she's so charming. She's a great smile. So Tasha is now going to be the new bachelorette. So we're is still going to get a season. Black bachelorette. Yeah. It was only Rachel. Rachel was the first. Yeah. And, and the then same Matt thing with Jacob. Rachel, the way you just described her, I'm like, she's too good to be the bachelorette. I, I think like, I don't, I haven't been following it super closely, but they were talking about like, do they keep the same group of dudes? Do they bring in new dudes? Like, how do we like, Obviously, Matt James, who was one of the contestants for Claire's, got pulled because they named him as the next Bachelor. So they would have an actual, like, Black Bachelor for the first time. Yeah. But they won't God, take I, that. That's insane that that's the first time. That's yes, insane. Like, they're so far behind. Like, when you were just yep. saying, I wonder if they're going to keep the same suitors. I'm like, I'd like to think that they already checked all of their histories to make sure that they didn't <laughs> have racial issues in their past. But I also... The realist in me knows that if they did that, then now they're going to look for somebody who does have that to make drama for a storyline. Like, I'm just already, this is my depression talking, and I apologize, but everything is bad. That was your Bachelorette update. Hey, guys, this is Dylan from uh, Nebraska. Uh, hope I get this in before the voicemail pod's recorded. Probably won't, but whatever, I'll do it anyway. Um, so I got into an argument with my brother the other day. We live here in Nebraska. Uh, we were arguing about what the best local, like, franchise is here. Um, I said it was Runza. He said it was Valentino's, like a moron. So it got me thinking, what's your guys' favorite, like, local fast food restaurant-ish chain from your hometown? Uh, Jay, if this gets in before you go, we love you. Good luck, Godspeed, whatever you do. Uh, thanks, guys. Love you. Mean it. Adios. Dylan from Nebraska. I also I love that you can hear the anger in the argument coming into the voicemail like like a moron like I know what Valentino's is or whatever he said Runzins I don't even know what he said. Um, we don't objectify listeners, but Dylan sounds hot. Anyway, wow, um, he just does. Wow, he has a Hawkeye voice. Shoot your shot, Katie. I have a shot shot already. I have shooted all shots. This is not shoot my shot. I'm just saying, good for you, Dylan. Um. And I have a dream of a dating service where we set up sports listeners to date each other. Mm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's the, a great idea. Didn't we have like a marriage company that we were talking yeah, about? Yeah, because didn't somebody get married and they like listen? They both liked our podcast. I think so. I'm telling you, love is in the air. Dylan, um, favorite Dylan. favorite restaurant chain from your hometown. The word chain is throwing me off. Okay. Because I'm like, what's the what classifies it as a chain? More than one location. But it has, but all locations have to be in your hometown. No, I think that just originated from near where you grew up. I don't know the origination of most fast food chains. Well, I think you would if there was one like from Mass. Well, like, like friendly. Where did Dunkin' Donuts start? Was that Rhode Island or was that Massachusetts? I don't know. Probably Rhode Island. Where did uh, Where did Friendly's start? I don't know. Like, for instance, I happen to know Rita's Water Ice. Water Ice. From, I think, Ben Salem, like right outside Philly. That's um, some Water Ice. Yeah. Love me some Rita's Water Ice. It's delicious. I'm glad that it, like, spread. I This doesn't count, but I would have said Yingling. 
Um, um, even though Yingling is like now obviously a lot more places, we used to only be able to get in Pennsylvania. Uh, so Matt yeah, Rita's Springfield, Massachusetts. Duncan? No, Friendlies. Oh, there you go. So that friendlies counts for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't know if we lay claim to Bennigan's mm. or Ground Round, but if either of those were chains that were for, or oh, Ooh, what was the other cake? one? What I think Tasty Cake was Philly. I mean, is that a restaurant though, or is that just a company? Oh no. That's um, what was the Piccadilly pub was pretty good. The 99. See, I don't know if these are all. Oh, 99. I remember you used to eat there when I lived in Massachusetts. Yeah. But yeah, I'll go with friendlies. Bennigan's. Okay. Bennigan's from man. That honey mustard was so good. Well, their headquarters is in Dallas and it was founded in Atlanta. So <laughs> close. So close. What about the 99 restaurant? Great meal, great deal. That was their song. The 99 restaurant. Like horseshoe is their thing, right? The 99 restaurant. You should look up where where, um, Dunkin' Donuts started. Oh, Charlie's, the casual dining restaurant chain that used to be 99? No. What happened? Quincy Mass. Hey, Quincy. Sorry, Quincy. Quincy Mass. All right. Well, I think that's where CT's from. Um, cool. Friendlies is a great answer, and I'll take it. God, a fribble. I love a fribble. And also a jubilee roll at the holiday time. Sure. I, I, great. And somebody was like, what is that disgusting? I'm like, yeah, looking at it now, it is pretty ugly. It's just a loaf of ice cream that you would slice as great if it to were me. bread. Um. All right. Well, Dylan, what's up? Uh, that's it for this week's edition of Sports. Uh, shout out to Brooklyn and Coors Light, Indeed, and MeUndies. And shout out to ESPN Daily, hosted by Pablo Torre. Every day, Pablo, Pablo brings you the most interesting sports stories. So be sure to tune into that, as well as Sports with Kignol. And on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Which leads me to, thanks to you guys for listening, we're going to do it twice. We're going to do it once on Apple, once on Spotify. How's that sound? Or wherever you get your podcast. Or twice on wherever you get your podcast. Um, we, you could always leave us a nice review wherever you're listening to this podcast, which, by the way, we read and we love them, like this one from Abby2288. Maybe should be a great match for Dylon. In addition to talking about sports, this podcast has an ample amount of snorts. Thank you for making me feel less self-conscious about my snorts since I think yours are adorable. Great pod, great laughs, great snorts. They're all Ashley. Just They're not. They are not never snorted in my life mm-hmm. never snorted in my life and lastly don't forget that you can always leave us a voice what's up what's up i tried to, I tried to snort and do it what? it didn't work it didn't work it didn't work i tried something it didn't work what can they do always you puff a voicemail 860-506-5571 say goodbye ashley bye see you bye, Trav. See ya. Bye. Love you. Mean it.